What's going on? My name is Tyson McGuffin. Welcome to the McGuffin Show. We are on episode 24 here. Uh, it is a beautiful day in Coeur d'Alene. Uh, things we're going to be talking about this episode is Chainsaw Serve, Pickleball Wrap, Mr. Matt Wright, Las Vegas PPA, Texas Open PPA, MLP Draft, Seahawks, Wilder and Fury Fight, Project 2, Camps, and uh, we're going to do a fun little portion of the episode today, and uh, we're going to call that Geeking Out with the Boys or Geeking Out with T and K Mac. Boom. Uh, very educational, very insightful. I think you guys will get a lot of value out of it. Uh, we're going to be breaking down some points. And uh, K Mac, what's up, brother? Hey, man. How's it going? It's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to be here. We got our little uh, workout session in this morning, and nice little session. I think it's gonna be a fun episode. It's our first time uh, analyzing some film together. You don't and, like to uh, do that stuff. Yeah, no, not, no. not at all. That's, that's not, my, not my cup of tea. Kyle's gonna eat this up, baby. He is. No, so yeah, we've got some fun topics. Uh, uh, recapping Texas, the the Major League Pickleball draft. We can talk about that. So I, I think it's gonna be a good uh, good episode. Today. Yep. Uh, this episode is powered by Beamer Therapy. Um, if you guys do not know what Beamer Therapy is, get over to my website, go to my sponsor page, click on the Beamer link, and check that out. It's a great uh, recovery tool. It's a medical device that I use, and um, you know, it's supposed to increase your blood flow by thirty percent. I believe it's done that for me. Um, you know, it's all it's all about blood flow, <laughs> and um, uh, it's a it great uh, recovery tool to push out lactic acid, inflammation, help you sleep better, give you some mental clarity. Um, you, if you tear your ACL or, uh, you know, uh, have some sort of injury like that, it will cut the recovery time in half. Let's say an ACL takes nine weeks for, uh, for it to recover with using Beamer and getting more blood flow in that specific area. Um, it, uh, cuts it down in half. It's kind of cool. Game changer. Game changer. Game changer. This, this portion of the episode is brought to you by the Dink Pickleball. Uh, they provided this, uh, uh, clip from the Texas Open. It's the top 10 points from the Texas Open. And to be a little selfish, I was in, I believe, six or seven of those points. When I saw that <laughs> video, I'm like, you know what, Thomas, uh, if you don't mind sending me that video link or video file, I would love to use that uh, in the pod. I don't know if you're going to ever beat that ratio, right? Come on. 60% or so of the, of the top 10 right, points is not right. a bad ratio. Yeah, love me. Love me some Texas. I took, <laughs> you know, got three medals last year in Texas, got three medals this year. So it was a damn good weekend. Rocking the cowboy hat, I saw it. Right, it's the first time I've seen you with the cowboy hat. Kind of, you kind of made it work, though. You're kinda, uh, yeah, you're kind of rocking it. <laughs> okay, so uh, so first point here. Let's let's uh, dive in, baby. Okay, so we have uh, we have Anna Lee and Leia. This is the finals, then. Yeah, this is the finals, Texas Open. Oh, Leia does not come in on a return. And that ball was totally wide. Okay, hang on right, here. Let's, hang let's look at that on. again. Let's look at that again. Well, and, you know, if you look at the very first shot in the, the rally here, the okay, serve, yeah. deep serve, right? And, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know if it's her return positioning, but she's crowding the ball a little bit, right? And why it jams her a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that's why she stays back. But the, the irony is the return itself ends up being really deep and slow. So yep. she did have time to get into the net, but ops to stay back. Ops to stay back. Uh, you know, something yeah. that we've been talking about as well. I think this is a, a great tip. Um, you know, singles players out there, if you commit to the slice return and you realize that the serve is deep, 
you're going to have to go to a little half volley, bunt that thing, tip down, you know, a short hop, and then look to move in off of that. But if you try to slice that thing back when you don't have time, uh, you're, you're probably not coming in or it's going to be a very inconsistent return. miss the shot or hit it very short. Yeah, absolutely. So Leia, Leia stays back. <clears throat> stays back. Annalie takes the net right away. Yeah. Ooh, Might clip. have got lucky with a call there. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little flicker cross, but For sure. she did. Might have got away with one. Looked like it was an inch or two wide. Okay, so we got number nine here. Uh, Matt and Lucy playing Jay and Jesse, and I believe there's a little tension there, if you know what I mean. I, I don't believe that was a sick lob. That's a stupid lob. Unreal shot selection. Stupid, yeah, right. But I don't think there's a lot of love between uh, Jay and Matt, or there's probably not a love between most people and Matt, if you know what I mean. Okay, well, well they point live in the same area. Yeah, this point is sick. Unreal. See ya. Great shot, yeah. Jay brought a little singles. Uh huh. A little, little single slash. Look at the slide, huh? Yeah, the Frenchman, good. the flying Frenchman. Inside out, on the run. Oh yeah. I mean, okay, let's let's slow this puppy down. So yeah, I mean, I mean, pretty pretty bold lob there, sure. right? They're they're back playing some D. Trusting their D. Finally gets one where his feet are set. Starts working his way in. Jesse pops it up. They have to go backwards again. Just trying to get a paddle on it here. Stay alive. This is the opportunity where Jay can show off his wheels a little bit. And then it's one thing to get there, right? But another thing to execute a good shot, not, let alone kind of a, a misdirect behind Matt Wright. And yeah. I think just an example of foot speed and touch on the go is, is what gets him to win that point. Okay, number eight here. We got, uh, I don't even know who those guys are the over Robs there. Gilbert and Gilbert. The Gilbert brothers. Gil Gilbert, Gilbert brothers. bros, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cut ourselves a... Uh, this week. Yeah, Rob, Rob likes that... Likes that knife dink, you know, oh, yeah. on on the backhand Very side. Look at that little, look, look at that defend. That. Look Cassidy at special. Oh yeah. Look Classic at the hands. Cassidy. Oh sick. Look at this exchange. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah. I don't really. I don't know what happened. This looked like a fault was called, but the ball bounced. So I don't understand how that'd be a kitchen. Okay. On number seven here, we got uh, Jay and Jesse, um, in the uh, near half, and then in the far the far court there, we have Matt and Lucy. I believe this was a semi-final match, and then Jay and Jesse eventually do get the win here. Okay, and then drop, sneak in. Jay's looking to get those... Disconnects early. Yeah, yeah, Jay's looking to get those hands dirty and poke his head in when he, when he needs both to. Both these guys are known for taking a lot of court, and both these ladies are very solid in that forehand-to-forehand -forehand dink pattern. Yeah. Okay, so um, got, got some slow-mo going on here, but wanted to just touch on Jessie. I mean, she's obviously, she's been playing great, been playing with Catherine. Her and Jay have made a couple finals, uh, made the final in Orlando, made, uh, she actually won it with AJ in Vegas, and uh, obviously she made the final of Texas, but she's dinking well out of the air. Uh, she's mixing up her slices, you know, mm -hmm. using, using slice, um, or uh, mixing up her spins, using slice, using topspin, taking balls out of the air, moving it around. Um, one thing that I don't believe she does great is dink back behind the guy. I know. Gotcha. I know when we played her, she really didn't keep me keep me honest a whole lot. Um, it was more so just kind of speeding up back behind me. But um, obviously, great right side player. Uh, as we see here, it's kind of the, the females grinding away across. <clears throat> Both balls guys are you know being their being their usual. If you see self. these ladies kind of adjust their core positioning between the points. They're often, both of them go into a slice forehand, which it makes sense to take a little step back. Stop. Open that up. Stop. Okay, here we go. Lucy takes one out of the air. Got herself a little hand speed bout. I'm just going to rewind here. I mean, Jay, stop it. Stop Handles it. the first one right at his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucy, Lucy, uh, she tries to find that right, uh, that right, right little shoulder. shoulder. Yep. 
That one's stupid. I've seen him do that a couple of times, and that ball usually gets down. It's not. It's not. It's not a floaty punch. It's no, got some, no. And it hits it with some authority. That's for sure. Girls are back grinding. Yeah, and it seems like yeah, Jesse's more prone to like speeding up line versus dinking there first. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. That's how she keeps the guy honest. But right. Yeah. If there's a missing shot in her repertoire, it doesn't seem like she just plays a little misdirection dink every now and then. Right. Um, and you know, typical, uh, typical right here. Uh, as we see, he th he thought the ball was he thought the ball was in, the ball was out. Uh, as we all know, he he will go right after that ref and and try to get on him. Um, okay, number number six here. Uh, Callie and I in the far court. Jay and Jesse uh, uh, right in front of us here. Okay. Yeah, keep that man honest. <laughs> yeah, thought, he came all the way over a couple shots ago. Yeah, I thought Callie did a great job dinking back behind him. As you can see here. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Pull Get your, Get pull there, your shorts back Get up, there, Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> pull your shorts back up. Let's going to show this again here. Okay, drop. Get, get one down by myself a little time and and waited for your right moment to get in yeah right? yeah a little and high. I, I think uh you know uh something to something to, to note here especially guys playing mixed uh this this ball right here you know it, it's it's short it's short this ball should not be dropped cross if i drop this cross jay's probably going to take one off the bounce look to go at cali mm -hmm. obviously i'm trying to drop in front of myself put it on jesse just seems like you know, you know, Jesse's obviously not gonna not gonna hurt me off the bounce. So, in order to neutralize, put it over there. Got our girls grinding away here. And uh, if you wait long enough, yep. there's a little slice of the pie to uh, put in your back pocket. If you know what I mean. If you wait long enough. And credit to Jesse. You can see how she paused. You know, it took her out of her normal rhythm, and it's a little bit scary, right? When you decide to go for it, you have to wait. If you're wrong, you know, you often end up losing the point, but. The longer you wait, the bigger slice of the pie you have. For sure. And you have more time than you... Than you think. Simple as that. Okay. Okay. Uh, hit that ATP in your red zone and wait, wait, wait. All right, here we go. Uh, Loon and Spency. We have Stoner and uh, Mr. Bob. We got ourselves a... Uh, Starts with a little, little shake oh, and bake yeah. action. Oh, yeah. Got ourselves a, ourself a messy little hand speed <laughs> battle. I'll tell you what. It's very messy. Okay. So, obviously, uh, you know, Tyler likes to drive. Yep. Looks like, uh, and K-Mac, yeah, if you don't mind, r run us through this here. So, yeah, so, I mean, this, this looks like a set play. Maybe they were doing it all match. Maybe they talked about doing it, you know, right here. But you can see how um, Loom's getting ready to drive, but Spencer actually disconnects well before he hits the ball. He's not just playing his side. He's going to clog the middle and look to put pressure on any weak volley here and look to shorten the point. So drives cross court to Adam. Adam tries volleying back to... Uh, well, it looks like Adam mostly just goes right at Spencer. So Spence, um, go ahead and keeps the volley take down. Take that, brother. Spencer is able to get the volley back, but not really get ahead in the point like you're looking to do. So at this right. point, um, Tyler's just kind of in a mindset where it's almost like a modified eye formation temporarily. He's yeah. going to wait for things to slow down to then fill in um, uh, if the point hasn't been won or lost prior to that. And I think uh, you know something that. Spence did early on. He he disconnected. He got up early. But there's this, uh, you know, there's this idea where if you can get your opponent looking at things they don't have control of, or if you can get your opponent as they're hitting that fourth ball, if you can get them looking at big picture versus small picture, that analogy I got from Steve Dawson, I totally <laughs> stole it. Uh, small picture is things you have control of, and that's looking at the ball, right? Looking at the ball in detail. 
um, looking at the holes, looking at the seam, looking at the roughness, or big picture is kind of glancing at what's in front of you. I like to say, you know, 80% of this game is small picture, 20% is big picture. So, um, but you know, I think uh, uh, something that you're looking to do when you're poaching is kind of get up, make some noise, get in their vision, just get them looking at things they don't have control of, you know? So yeah, so the point uh, eventually slows down with a little bit of a reset volley from Deckel. That's Tyler's opportunity to just come in, slow the ball down and, and neutralize. Amazing where he dinks in front of him at Deckel's inside or almost his right hip and Deckel was still yeah. able to take off an yeah, Ernie yeah. from there. Well, uh, to this, put them back this. ahead in the point. Jackal, this is pretty crazy. Jackal, quit being this so creative. This is not to his backhand. This is to the middle. It's to his inside foot. Inside Watch foot, this. and he still is able here. to take off from that's there. Stupid. Pretty select skill set to be able to cover that kind of ground. Yeah, that's a, that's a big man. Doesn't get it down, but surprises Tyler enough. He kind of pops that one up, and from this point on, Deckel and Adam are ahead in the exchange. You see a little bit more air under Tyler's volleys versus Adam's able to hit down. They're trying to stay alive in the point, but um, until you can get one down, it's often just a formality until eventually Adam gets one that he can put his full weight into and angle off. Right, and uh, from what it looks like, looks like Lung probably should have reset it or you know uh, looked to block there. Anytime Agreed. you're losing that hand speed battle and you're not up and established, it makes sense just to be be disciplined, play one soft. You know, yeah, after a couple where you feel that you're hitting up, you got to try to have that frame of mind to yep slow things down. And realize it's not your not your your time to, to win that exchange anymore, most For likely. Sure. And I don't I don't think Loon blocks a whole lot in transition. He's more like swing rip. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, true. He's you know you see this with really athletic guys. They're fast enough that they close that gap so well yep. um, that oftentimes they can have you know, a limited ability to reset and they can make up for that with some of their athleticism and hand speed and ability to, to close the gap. For sure. Okay, got number four here. Oh, Callie and I. Uh-huh. Okay, playing uh, <laughs> Jesse and Jay. The well, finals here. Once again, dig one out. Yep. Go on. Look, Look at the wheels. Come on, Callie. Had a girl. Unreal. Just don't Staying screw alive. it up, Tyson. Don't screw it up. <laughs> get, get one down, get in there. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna slow this down real quick. So, something that I see a lot of people do here, I, I do it myself, and I, I obviously did not do it uh, during this point. But uh, when you're playing defense and you recognize you, you get one down. You know, a great example here. Like I'm playing defense. Okay, I get this one down, and then. And then I'm basically enhancing my defense by gaining court position and getting up versus looking to see how pretty my drop is. Yeah. Or versus being surprised that I, I got one in and I'm like sitting back and watching. So you can enhance your defense by getting one down and then gaining real estate and getting up and getting in their vision. One of the things I teach too is every step forward that you can get reduces the size of your tar of your opponent's target at your feet. The net protects you to some yep. degree a little bit more. So by getting that extra step to midcourt here, you're limiting Jay's aggressive or offensive options, right? For He's sure. more likely gonna dink or put the ball in front of you and allow you to continue your path forward. If he decides to just try to go through you, that's a very small target and you've got a lot of time to react to that ball at this point. So let's For see sure. how it plays out. Stays aggressive. Back to Cali. Does stay aggressive. Oh no. Okay. Oh no. Cool. How many do we got to get down? <laughs> Cali, how dare you pop a ball up? Dang yeah. it. That's one though. I mean, 
you know, over the course of a match, I mean, you lose that point, but Jay had to thread the needle three shots in a row because right. of your court Making him play. Yep. You know, over the course of a match, he's going to make a few unforced errors in situations like that, whereas sure. if you stay behind the baseline, he can continue to find your feet much easier and take a lot less risk to do so. And how much confidence that can give you when you're defending well and you're turning defense into offense and you're turning these scrambling points into... You know, uh, winning points like puts pressure on your opponents, yep. takes pressure off of you. You know that you have the option of just playing good defense to to score. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of gaining confidence through good defending. And obviously, good defense is great offense. Makes the court feel very small. Does. That's that. a very – and on the flip side, it's so deflating. You know, let's say you're, you're popping overhead after overhead and your opponents are back at the baseline, the old Newman special, right? Newmans are back, grinding away, and they finally get one down. It is so deflating when you've been trying to put the ball away for, you know, four or five balls, and all of a sudden they get one down and they're, you know, in your vision. They're 14 feet away. Well, I would say when you and I play, you know, obviously you've got great offense, great defense, but it's, it's the defensive points – that mentally are more frustrating, right? Yeah, because right. It, it has a carryover effect into other points. It does, where it does. You, you tend to, your shot selection maybe gets a little dicey because you're like, well, what do I have to do to, yeah, to what put is, this dang ball what is, away? What does it take? <laughs> so that's, how I, that's how I feel like when I'm playing Kohler. He's doing that little crab walk with that with that goofy block that always that is always pretty high with margin, but is extremely shallow. I kid you not. Like talk about a guy who blocks extremely well, yeah. but there's more height on his block. But with with it being higher, like he does a good job of finding that shallow that first zone. Half yeah. of the kitchen box. He does yeah. he does? He said, yeah. Okay, number three. You against Riley and Catherine. Oh yeah, here. got myself a little dub over over Mr. Newman. Yeah, you know, I will I will take that dub. Okay, you gals in their right to right pattern here. Nice little fight off one handed volley there by Callie. Shh. Yeah, this this punch pretty silly. Yeah, don't be, don't be trying to lob me, Catherine. She actually tried that. Oh. She was very successful early on in game two. Look at this. This point's stupid. Oh, no. Uh -oh. We're, high yeah. formation. High formation. A little miscommunication, oh, no. but Callie runs Callie, just down. clean it up. Okay, clean up my mess. Look at this. We've got Callie on the yeah. left now. In that big big slice pushed in. Hang yeah, on, hang yeah. on. So we got, got ourselves a... Uh, a little uh, backhand uh, push yep. slice. Check this out. She knifes this, yep. which gives her a lift. She goes inside out. She runs around it, right? Poke. Finds her legs. Clean up. Look like it, it Like it, like it, like it. That's, that's it. So, so you see here, Callie's using a aggressive dinking. Okay, so this this sucker right here, this is what got the lift. Yep. There's the lift. Get around it, inside out, poke, clean up. But what I love about her choice is it looked to me like you know, when she plays the slice, so she's in a pattern with Riley that I think she'd probably admit if they're just going to see who makes the error first, yep, yep, probably not to your guys' advantage, right? Correct. Just a 20-ball rally. So she takes a little bit more uh, uh, risk on the slice um, to get the lifting, you know, uh, a little bit more air under it from Riley, but she uses her legs, runs around, cheats over to the forehand where she knows now she can roll it, now she can attack a little bit better, and it puts you guys in control of the point. Right. Yeah, this. So she she popped a dink up, and then look at this backhand punch, right here, right. So so she so she pops. pops and up. and I think why this dink got popped up. Rye kind of hit more of a push, pushed her back. Yep. She's kind of taking a step back, but look at this cleanup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a thing of beauty. And then we're back to dinking. Bang, bang, bang. Right, back back soft. Stand, standard pattern here. She's moving the ball around a little bit, forcing Riley to to play a couple of balls down his side. 
Kelly. Not a bad choice on the law. No, there. no, it was a very good choice. She, they they had won like four or five points in that game. Keeps you honest a little bit. Yeah. This is just a little miscommunication. Oh, no. of Who's where? But oh, she tracks no. it down. No, she's she's got wheels. And then not the standard pattern that you guys were in or going for. So I love this choice. Aggressive, finds her feet, rolls it again. Little pop up. Boom. Boom. Clean it up. Come on. Yeah. Big hug. Was it match? Yeah, match point. Match point. Oh, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Okay, let's go number two here. Number two. Okay, Callie and I, Jay and uh, Jay and Jesse. Don't be trying to speed up ooh, at her. Ooh. Don't you dare. See that sliding there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Getting her shoulders out of the way. Yeah. She comes right back with the aggression. Yeah, okay. she does. So let's break this down here. Okay, so. Yeah, Jesse drops. We get in. Jay looks to speed up. He's up with two. Yeah, and Callie's sliding. I mean, so um, and it's kind of a goofy little pattern. So ladies are like, they're, you know, in a hand speed battle across court. Slide. But uh, Callie does a good job of kind of sliding, getting out of the way so she can, you know, hit a, hit a better punch. Um, but... Kyle and I were talking about this earlier, and uh, I thought Kyle put it pretty well. What were you, you were mentioning? Um, you know, men's men's pickle, women's pickle. Yeah, it's yeah. a little different, so, kind so of think, based um, off of this ball. Yeah, I think if, if you watch here, I mean, we wouldn't say it's a bad speed up by Callie at all, but you'll notice if you look at her body position after she pulls the trigger off the bounce, right she'll often take a little step back. And I think that's to prepare for a little bit bigger motion and swing on her two-handed counter. And, you know, she plays the point well, but if you notice, Jay doesn't give up any court positioning. And he's able to generate in a short motion enough power, enough stick off the volley that even though uh, Callie's putting more body weight into the shot, ultimately, yeah. because she sagged back a little bit, Jay's able to win that point out by yep. not giving any positioning up. Now, in the women's game, where maybe that you're not quite as strong or you see a little bit bigger motion or bigger swings, I think it's more favorable uh, for ladies to initiate offense and pull the trigger off the bounce. But in mixed, you have to be a little bit more selective. It's a little bit more about misdirection than sheer power that, that, that gets through the guy. For sure. Number Top one, point. Number one, baby. This same, is probably same, by far one of the better game. forehands I've hit in my life, and my eyes may have been closed. I remember seeing this one live. This is this that, is a that great Ernie one. was so high. Look at him close. Look at Callie cleaning out my She's mess. Just <laughs> fighting it off. And <laughs> that little stupid short forehand that hit the top of the tape. And then look at me, just pumping my chest. I mean, look at that. So yeah, we're we're you know playing. So it all started with me trying to Ernie, and uh, you know I, I need to get this Ernie down. And also, this Ernie should be a should be a forehand. It should go at Jesse. Right. So, what, right. so, what, so couldn't get around so it. Jay's dropping. The moment he sees it, he closes in hard. Yeah. And then and then this. I mean, I'm in. I'm I'm like three feet from the kitchen. Jay hits a high backhand volley, screaming at me. I I you know basically have a ball in my armpit, elbows <laughs> tucked in. It's tight. Technique is very tight. And uh, slapped it, top of the tape, and clean up. Yeah. What I kind of love about that, though, um, is, is to me, for the longest time, if I'm back in transition and they're slamming it at me, I would have thought, you know, I, you have to play a reset or you have to play a block. But sometimes, you know, it's just a matter of getting a paddle on the shot, and you can steal away certain amount of these points, especially when a guy's over and he's standing in the middle of the court. Sometimes these little stab swings yeah. actually end up getting the job done where it doesn't have to be a perfectly placed uh, block volley. 
Okay, so that was our uh, uh, first little session of geeking with uh, T and K Mac, or geeking with the boys. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I know we did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We're going to be adding this into every pod segment. Um, Either it's going to be like a top 10 play, uh, a match highlight. Maybe it's like a, you know, five five point highlight or something like that but we'll have different content mainly we'll be using Selkirk TV obviously today we used a uh, clip from the dink so uh, appreciate uh, Thomas Shields and what he's doing at the dink they're, they're doing a great job yeah, that was good stuff and big big shout out to the pickle pod that's kind of uh, that's an extra arm kind of uh, on the uh, or in the dink enterprise um, so obviously the dink they uh, produce content uh, they have a TikTok page Okay, so um, let's uh, see here. I've been home for a couple weeks now. Um, obviously, played played Texas Open, um, and uh, you know it's been nice. I took took a few days off. Um, actually, my my mom and uh, brother Troy just moved to Post Falls, Idaho, so they're they're pretty close. So she's been watching the kiddos. Gotta like that little extra you know, help oh, with yeah. this big growing family. It's been nice having having mom. The last I was telling Kyle the last four nights we've had like a family dinner, you know, every night. So uh nothing like family man. No, for nothing sure. like a little little family time, you know. That's pretty cool, man. Um excited for you. But uh yeah and then the last couple of days I've been playing with Leo. We got a nice little session this morning. Um you know got some confidence kinda uh uh you know playing playing Texas and winning mixed and and, uh, you know, just at the end of the day, there's only one winner, and it's nice to freaking win. It is, you know, <laughs> I'll t- tell you what. But, uh, um, yeah, it g- gave, me, you know, gave me some motivation uh, when I got back. I felt like, uh, yeah, I felt like I just, you know, I was uh, kind of searching just for like, a, like that ounce of confidence. I was a little uncomfortable with my paddle and, you know, new baby and all that. And so, um, no, it's just like it, it's been a good mindset coming home, like very motivated and, and uh just happy where I'm at, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the one thing winning winning a major like title like this and you know in mixed, um, it's probably very validating. I would imagine because you know we've had a lot of talks where you're like, well, do I need to do a little more of this, a little more of that? Obviously, sure. you've been doing very well, had consistent results, but if you aren't the winner, it always plants that seed of doubt of, well, what is it that I need to add? What do I need to do better? Always but searching when you can uh, just kind of be yourself and get the W. Like, I think that's validating to a sense of, hey, maybe it's just a matter of sharpening who you already are rather than reinventing yeah, your whole right, identity right, out there, right. which I mean, uh, something to be said for the confidence I, I, that, I, that could I, give you. I think so, for sure. I think um, you got to focus on what you do well and you can't forget, like, what your main foundation is, you know, like, and there's, and, and, and it's tough to, it's, it's nearly impossible to reinvent yourself and you can add tools, but there's, there's no full reinvention process. Like you're just adding little extra features just to kind of brighten some stuff up. You know, we talk a lot about this in our camps of kind of knowing your identity and being able to kind of figure out what type of player you are. It's very tough to say, well, I'm an attacker. And then all of a sudden the next tournament, you turn into a complete counterattacker. Right. Or you're a counterattacker. Then all of a sudden you start speeding up like crazy. I think uh, in general, you want to play to your identity, but just get sharper, add little tools that help you um, own that identity more. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, okay, Mac, what have you been up to last, uh, we obviously taught a, taught a camp in, uh, Texas on that Monday, Tuesday, flew home Tuesday night. When did you get home by the way? Oh gosh. I mean, what was yeah. that flight like? I, 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 I told you to, you know, I know fly I with know. me. I should have, I should have. Um, fly on my lap. So I did, I did, yeah. <laughs> Just, I'll be your little plus one. 
<laughs> I'll fit right in. No. Um, so yeah, sometimes when I feel like I can save three hundred dollars yeah, on know. a flight, oh, yeah. I'll rough it and I'll take an awful layover. But no, it was. I'll take it an was awful terrible. layover. It was terrible. <laughs> I had a, like an eleven-hour. Oh my god! In Denver, and I'd done this one other time, but Denver, you know, they kept all the lights on. There was no spots um, to find some dark to get some sleep, brutal. and so I got about an hour of sleep. And, uh, <coughs> just kind of roughed it back home. But no, Texas was a lot of fun. I didn't play particularly well. Just played. Um, men's doubles, the one event. Um, but it was my first time uh, spending a little bit more time coaching Leah and kind of getting her prepped, yep. you know, while yep. you were doing the singles thing. Yep. Um, and so it was a fun challenge for me. Um, and then since I've been back, uh, Leah and I have trained, but trained, you know, half of, you know, each of us just trying to be sharp, but also trying to get her game to the next level. So for sure, been op- having an opportunity to, to try some cat and mouse games, which, you know, gosh, for my singles games certainly helped me too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, it's been fun taking on that that project well, of kitty cat and mouse. You know, try to trying to make a, an elite player, you know, the number one player in the world, just, and, and she has. I think we both one hundred percent agree she has the ability to get there, there and, for sure. It's like um, how do you how do you bring that little added extra out of her at the right time? Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's going to be a a project um, that we'll all kind of have a have a piece in, which sure. will be a lot of fun. But it's great having the three of us uh, all in the same area, all with similar. Similar goals and um, I've got a good thing going for yeah, sure. I you agree. have a good group. Nice if there's little, any little stud uh, players that uh, want to move to Spokane <laughs> or North Idaho, we've got it going on. Be we, nice to have a consistent fourth. Obviously, Matt Goebel's in our area, great player, but yeah. uh, busy with a lot of other things, and we travel a lot too. But yeah. it'd certainly be nice to have a have another one. Matty G, there. the yeah. Iceman. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you know, probably a little too much info here, but uh, I did take my son in yesterday for his little, you know, his little snip downstairs. Uh-oh. And, uh, oh, my gosh, that process is just brutal. I mean, ruined my day. And, and, and you know, the uh, doctor was like, you know, you, you can obviously wait in the waiting room or you can go back with him and... Uh, Feel like feel like any dad should just take the punishment with their son and get your butt back there and handle it. And swallow Be right it down. there with him. That's right. And so uh, it, it uh, ruined my day. Completely ruined my day. Mac was like hyperventilating for like two hours. His lip is like quivering. And uh, I mean, he, he slept all day after that. It just wiped him out. Any sort of you know situation like that for for an infant like. Guy slept like a machine all day. Yeah, I have two boys. Uh, I did not witness either one, but my my wife was there. And after the last one that she saw, she was kind of just describing the process. And it sounds kind of kind of brutal. Barbaric, right? I got my you know, videographer like looking at me right now, Kevin, and he's got four kids. And I would assume he may have had to go through that. Not not fun. Um, yeah, yeah kind of rough. Kind of rough. Glad I have no memory. <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, anyhow, he's uh, you know he's all snipped and looking good. Um, okay, so chainsaw serve is gone, um, but they are still allowing people to toss or sorry to uh, make spin with their non-dominant hand or their tossing hand. They can still create spin with their tossing hand. Obviously, they cannot use the paddle. They cannot use both hands. They can only keep right, it in their non-dominant right, right. and and either flick or you know flick their fingers or somehow create spin with that um take a look at morgan evans serve that's what morgan does and yep. if you've seen anybody try to return morgan serve is like bambi on ice it literally it's like watching bambi on ice people are are, are falling over um so <laughs> and, and and like what like what you had mentioned 
Uh, you know, I mean, you think you can get more RPMs with flicking than you can spinning out of Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen some YouTube videos where people played yeah. around with how many RPMs they can get. And, and, and the one I watch, you could actually get more with a certain technique flipping with one hand than with two. Yeah. But even if it's about the same or, or similar, to me, I think it's a really bad, uh, bad rule change. Um, to me, I think you got to go all or nothing. Right. You either have to make it to where, because if the, the issue isn't the chainsaw serve itself, the issue is what is the ball doing after it hits and imparting spin on the toss. So whether that's with one hand or two hands, I don't think should matter at all. I think that part's, of, if it's irrelevant, I think pickleball and the, the, you know, the governing bodies need to decide, is it good being able to use the serve in, in more of a weapon with spin, or is that something that we need to take out? and have the serve be a weapon in different ways. I could have, to some degree, gotten on board with either way. Right, um, right. But this is really a, a poor decision to me because you're going to have most pro players for the next year that, you know, myself, I started using a two-handed toss. You're just going to go out and learn tossing with one. Innovation process. And so right, it, just, right. it just feels like it needed to be more decisive or they just needed to stay out of it a little bit right. longer. I think it's a, a pretty poor kind of half rule um, uh, that we're going to see here. Just pull the trigger and... One way or the other. Yeah, simply, you know, take a look open at... Open palm. Open or, palm, yeah. lift that thing up. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of no spin on the serve. Um, just to get that true bounce. It's all about the true bounce. <laughs> I get you. I get um, you. Okay, so uh, pickleball rap. Uh, if you guys know Max the Chief, uh, he his, uh, his stepdad, Don, uh, is one of the owners of Medissa Leaf. Anyhow, the Chief has been uh, making a few rap songs, and one of them is a pickleball rap song. He performed it at the uh, Vegas PPA at the Plaza. He performed uh, in Orlando, and he performed in Texas. And one of the lines are, it's all about that pickleball, and I'm going to third shot, drop it on y'all. On y'all. On y'all. <laughs> Pretty so funny. I haven't heard him. I met him there. It seemed like a super nice guy. So he I is, check yeah. out some of his stuff. But, Chief. Uh, Got to love that. Pickleball. Get, if that won't bring the sport a little younger, I don't know what will. I mean, get some come rap. on. Get some rap in the game, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, okay, so Las Vegas PPA. Um, Kohler was the king. King Kohler has arrived. King Kohler. Who is this guy? Right. My oh my. He walks around like he literally has not taken care of his body his whole life. I mean, the man is so brutally stiff. Um, looks like an ex-hockey player. Obviously, you know, uh, I, I don't know how good he was in hockey, but um, just taking a look at his scrambling ability when he plays defense on the pickle court, I would assume the guy was a scrappy hockey player. Pure scrap. You know, to me, he just seems like a guy who can probably play just about anything. You know, just uh, Super athletic, one yeah. of those guys that picks up a sport and he can do it. Kind of yeah. little known fact, uh, AJ, if I'm wrong about this, I apologize, but I was overhearing uh, Joey Farias and Jeff Warnick. Apparently, AJ in high school, I believe, was on the circus team and he was a juggler. So kind of to razz him from the sidelines, people were going. AJ can do it all. He shot. He shot a couple dirty looks from the peanut gallery as that was going on. But that's too funny. Yeah, working the working the juggling. Oh my gosh! And you know, if you see Kohler with his shirt off, there is. I mean, the guy has got just a full layer of hair on his back and on his chest. The man is hairy. Forty-year-old virgin. Man is hairy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy AJ. Um, a massage, I am. The next time I see him, he needs I'm going to purchase a massage for him. Put to good use. Right. Um, but, yeah, King Kohler uh, won, won the mix with Jesse, uh, won men's with Rye. I will be brutally honest. Yeah, you know, it definitely, uh, definitely hurt, uh, hurt me. Uh, and, and those two playing together did not hurt me at all. But just seeing them, 
uh, you know, beat Ben and Colin. I'm not jealous at all. But, you know, Ryan, over the last two years, we haven't smelled any Ws against, uh, against the John boys. And so, well, yeah, you know, just kind of hurt my pride a little bit. But I was more than happy for him. Texted Ryan right away. Yeah. You know, texted AJ. But just deep down, I'm like, gosh, like, we've been freaking climbing and scratching for how long? And we've been swimming in silver and bronze. So... But yeah, I know those guys played super well. Um, it was kind of a crazy day. Johns and Johns lost to Gridley. And yeah, it was yeah, a big uh, upset. Uh, Baritonis. Bar- Bar- Barrientos. Barrientos, yeah, a couple of Utah yep. boys. Yep. Hey, hey, give us your insight on Austin. So I don't know I don't know his partner. I think it's Mario. I've, just, I've watched him play, impressed with him, but I'm actually not even sure if he is from Utah. Maybe he is. But I played one, uh, one tournament with Austin. Um, to me, the guy is an absolute stud. If you look for the, the things that really matter, specifically in men's doubles, um, you know, not missing dinks, not giving up court position too easily, having, uh, you know, strong uh, counter punching. He does all those things at a really, really elite level. Um, he doesn't cut corners. He doesn't try to get a ton of cheap points. Um, understands who he is. He's not yeah. a former, I don't believe, high-level tennis player. He's not a, this amazing ball striker. Doesn't play a lot of singles, yeah. but he knows what he does. He does it very well. He's pretty tall. And to me, when you can lean in and not just take dinks out of the air, but aggressively take dinks right. out of the air and spin it and get moving it and take control of the point, um, it's, it's very tough to... to find an easy way to beat that. So to me, I think if, if, if Austin were to partner, you know, uh, with another elite player, nothing against Mario, I mean, I, I think they're going to stay together for a while and, and I'm sure they'll do quite well. But to me, he's a guy that you throw him on, you know, with an elite player, there's not a weak spot on the for court. Sure. I think he they can hang right out of the gate. And, I think so too. And they would, they would probably gel. Um, and, and, you so know, I was like, very impressed with him. When yeah. I and him. one of those guys were like, you look at him and you know, it really, he doesn't scare you. Mm-hmm. Um, just his general like persona is very low key. It seems like he's a little shy. Yeah. Um, but the guy's got game. He's What's, got he's got sneaky game. <laughs> he does. And <laughs> I'm telling you that 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 counter that counter punch with that pro connect. It's, it's a thump. It's a and big obviously I, I didn't watch that match when they beat the Johns, but I would assume Austin played the right and Ben tried to come at him. And I'm sure Austin gave Ben a couple of these. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it comes off. Big bring that stuff here, buddy. It comes off big the and pro connects clunk. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's mostly just fundamentals. I mean, it yeah, really is fundamentals. Clean. A few things, you know, like I said, rolling the ball in the volley dink, that's a little more high level, but uh, it shows that uh, if you just put balls in play, keep your error count down, and you have the ability to counter and difficult to be attacked, good things happen even at the highest levels. For sure. But, uh, you know, Kohler, uh, let's see, I think Kohler won three, uh, 3K for uh, mix and then 3K for, for uh, men, so... And you Kohler, know. who's Kohler? And Kohler's from by? Nevada. You know, it's so funny too. Kohler, <laughs> the uh, Chet Subaru page, oh the the his his uh, Chet Subaru uh, Instagram page, it says in his bio that he's the number one player in in Nevada. <laughs> right. So it's funny because and he's, like, he's actually he's actually from Nevada. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's almost like a satirical thing, but the real him is kind of the best player in Nevada, right? So no, it's uh. He's a nice guy. No, he's he a is. funny guy. And I don't think anybody, you know, nothing against him. I don't think anybody expected him to come on this big this soon. For sure. Um, so he's obviously put a lot of work into his game and yeah. has figured some things out. You watch, you watch that men's final, too. Like, they dinked a ton to Ben. And uh, we, we were just talking about yeah. this. It seems yeah. like, you know, in order to, and obviously, I think people are starting to smell blood. People are starting to realize that, yeah, I'm not going to say he's vulnerable, but there's just, he hasn't been as sharp. 
And so with that being said, the matches that he's lost, he, he saw a lot of balls yeah. and he and people dinked to him. People went back behind him, but they like they weren't they weren't afraid of him. And uh, if you don't mind, uh, you said it extremely well. <laughs> Give us your uh, take on was it uh, on ball and off? Yeah, ball? yeah. The more was, I've been watching, you know, higher level, just uh, pickleball in general. Um, it seems like there's almost categories and, you know, I, I've thought about incorporating this into my own training. Um, you know, you want to be a great, obviously you want to be able to put a lot of dinks in play and, and be able to grind and extend points, but there's something to be said for being an on the ball player, the one who's hitting, you know, the, the 10 Get shots all the yep. and then the partner who's kind of waiting. And I don't think we practice enough. Uh, being an off-the-ball player, you know, being a little bit cold and then all of a sudden having the hands ready to go. So to me, when you watch, you know, you and Riley against all the matches you've played with Colin and Ben, uh, I think if you guys have made a tactical error, it's it's allowing Ben to just get in such an amazing rhythm of just being an off-the-ball player. Sure. And the flip side of that is you're letting Colin be in the rhythm of being an on-the-ball player, right? right? So right. he's finding rhythm as well. So yeah. by going back at Ben, it doesn't just force Ben to now be an on-the-ball player, which obviously you're not going to get a lot of errors or a lot of missed dinks from Ben, but you will take him out of his rhythm for some of those hand exchanges of being able to just true, sit and anticipate. True. It will carry into other areas. And, and you force Colin to now be an off-the-ball player, right? Which is a different skill set for than sure. being an on-the-ball uh, player in the rhythm. So uh, I think... Uh, if you've never thought about it in those terms, off ball, on ball, okay. I think we all practice, you know, on ball. But there's probably ways to simulate with a ball machine or with people to play, uh, to practice playing off ball and to cheat over. And uh, so you gotta, you know, kind of have a, a complete game uh, nowadays to to be able to make it through to the, the top levels. Okay, uh, Texas Open. First of all, it's in Rockwell, Texas. Uh, love going to Rockwell, small town. It's easy. Yep. Uh, this place called Genghis Grill. It's so bomb. It's like this little uh, stir-fry place. I used to go to Genghis Grill when I was uh, going to school at Scottsdale in Arizona. Anyhow, if you guys are in Rockwall, check out Genghis Grill. Place is good. Uh, we did in and out a couple times as well. Probably not healthy. Cheated. I, I made sure to bit. do it after the tournament, yeah, right, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so Rockwall, Texas, hot and humid PPA event. Uh, they had, uh, it was different this year. They had two kind of, they had a championship court. They had a grandstand court, but it was, you know, it was outside, wasn't under the cover structure. Last year was crazy. Uh, the championship court was under the cover structure, and the there was, like, sunlight, like, beaming in, and so it was tough to see certain spots. And yeah. They had, like, loud banners that had a bunch of um, stuff on them. Anyhow, um, just the setup uh, made a lot more sense. It was much more open. Um, and, uh, yeah, just seeing them people in Texas are, um, you know, super nice, love pickleball, very embracing. So, um, I know, I know you, you told yeah, one, me you always love going to Texas. Yeah. yeah. One of my yeah. favorite tournaments for sure. It's, it, you know, it's not too crowded as far as just the grounds it's spread out enough, but for viewing, uh, I thought they did a better job, uh, like Tyson said this year of having the two kind of championship or stadium courts be off the covered structure just a little bit that uh, people could spread out a little bit better. Um, but you still had that option of having, I think they had six covered courts yep. that they used or had to use when uh, the weather got a little rainy. So I just thought it's a great venue. It's just a fun vibe. All the best players are there. So I would say for sure it's a top five tournament for me uh, every year. I've, that's the second year I've gone now. It's at the Oasis Beach and Tennis yep. Club. Um, there's a gal. Her name is Francine Jewett. Um, very sweet. She kind of helped uh, put everything together there. I know she helps manage the club. Uh, she was in our camp, uh, Francine. She's a, oh yeah, Francine. Everybody needs a Francine in their pickleball community. So like helpful. volunteers yeah. their time, you know, helps out with beginners, puts them in programs. You know, it's just always trying to 
make the sport better. Just you know, a and there's sweet, positive yeah, lady. I love yeah. that. I feel Great like aura. I feel like anytime we travel and like we we do a camp, we always meet somebody like that. You're you right. know, like the the <laughs> shining light on the pickleball community. Absolutely, it just helps everybody. It's one uh, of the reasons why probably why pickleball is for so sure. There's so, so much, much of is, that. It's just such a positive experience for people that are, you know, searching for something different. But it's it's so inclusive because of people like that. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so um, kind of wild. I actually, uh, K-Mac was supposed to stay with me the whole time we were in Rockwall. And this guy, uh, I mean, tell you what. I mean, I can't take me anywhere. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I, uh, t- I uh, text Kyle like Wednesday morning after I woke up. So uh, flew in Tuesday night. Kind of felt felt crummy Tuesday night. Woke up Wednesday morning. Felt like a freaking Mack truck hit me. Texted K-Mac, and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm definitely contagious. Uh, I, I may have COVID. I'm going to go get tested real quick. Uh, so went and got a, a, a rapid test. Tested negative. All good. Went and practiced for a couple hours. Felt crummy. Um, um, what was it? Damien Spizzle? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Damien Spizzle. Uh, there wasn't really anybody there to practice on Wednesday. It was like a ghost town. And, uh, so you guys hit a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some yeah. touches in with uh, Damien. And then directly after that, went and got an IV. And then literally slept for like 14 hours Wednesday night. Woke up Thursday. Felt okay. Almost thought about pulling out. And I'm like, you know what? I come to these events to do one thing, and that's kick ass and get myself on the podium. So um, swallowed it down, uh, played all day. Actually, actually played, uh, played pretty well. Um, a, a true reason why they need to ban the chainsaw serve is because if you guys watched that horrific semifinals match, I missed 14 returns oh, against Zane. Geez. I'm pretty sure I whiffed three returns. Yeah. I mean, literally, I, I like, ugh, it was so depressing and so freaking embarrassing. But... Kudos to Zane. I mean, he play. I mean, aside from serving well, he returned extremely well. He was yeah. like flattening out the return and was yeah, super he was going deep. big, he's going he didn't, huge. He didn't I mean, the miss, guy was dialed, super dialed, and obviously, you know, won his first PPA title. The guy's a total stud, and I got him on my MLP team. Um, but um, yeah, nice, nice little pickup. Yeah, nice little pickup. But uh, yeah, Zane ended up winning it. Um, J Dub took silver, and I snuck snuck through the the uh, losers. Or the uh, back draw uh, after losing to Zane, I had to play Jay. Uh, beat beat Jay fifteen eleven. Kyle witnessed it. <laughs> I basically was dying on the court. I mean, I was like hyperventilating, closing my eyes, just trying to grasp air after each point. I'm up like eleven to one or, or ten to yeah, one. You had all a big of a old lead, yeah. I'm stuck at eleven for like ten minutes. All of a sudden, it's like a lot or seven eleven. Jay's starting to get louder and louder. Yeah, and right, 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 right. And uh, yeah, I think I had a couple couple big come on kind of got me over the hump anyhow won that and then played Sincola was dying against Sincola but beat him in two uh so anyhow ended up taking bronze in singles good day yeah and then um had had came back in my corner um and then let's see Leia also played on Thursday yeah played on Thursday she she played Cali in the semis I'd love to see the women's singles draw get just a little deeper you know it wasn't it's the same stinky I mean nothing against the women's draws but it's just the same draw it'd be nice to see more just uh yeah just more more ladies in there in the mix I think that we definitely will it's just a matter of time play play singles just a matter of time but uh uh, she played a gal, I forget her name, first round. Um, and it was funny because... It's a tight first game, right? Uh, I think she beat her pretty handily both games. Okay. But just coming out on the court, uh, the gal she I mean, just looked extremely physically fit. You okay. know, just you could tell just an all-around yeah, athlete. Yeah, right. You never know when somebody's kind of a no-name, like who's right. 
uh, what type of game is she going to show up with. But, you know, I, I think just needed more experience and pickleball singles, returning, staying back pretty consistently. It's it's going to be tough to do that all day long. So Leia... Don't, don't do that. Breathes through her first one. Um, and then I believe her second one was Callie, uh, was Callie Smith. Yeah. And uh, Layup came out, uh, dialed first game. And then for whatever reason, she's, she's up, I don't know, 4-2 in the second game. And, uh, you know, Leia tells me, you know, when she starts feeling pressure or just her blood sugar is rising. When she feels tight, she tends to return and stay back just out of nowhere. Um, and so she did that, gave Callie a little bit of belief, gets down, I think something like, I think it was like 9-7 or uh, something close to that in the end of game two, calls a timeout. And I remember telling her, said, you know, I don't care whether you win or lose this game. <laughs> get in. <laughs> she said, make Callie hit two passing shots right. to get these final two or three points or whatever it was. And um, she gave, you know, played some solid points and uh, eventually was able to win it in a tight, uh, tight right. second one. Staying back and, and creating a highlight reel off your back foot with, with hitting passing shots. You can, I mean, you can Sherry, Sherry can only bills. do it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, that's just, um, I mean, I, I understand lower levels. You know, if you're having a hard time getting in, if your body doesn't allow you to get in, you know, you, you, you hit a short return, the serve pushes you back, makes makes sense. But highest level of singles, get your ass in. Get it. I mean, I've been playing singles for five years. A hundred percent of my returns, I have I've gotten right. in directly. I've right. never, never stayed right. back, ever. Big serve, uh, you know, I'll hit a half volley, but... I don't know. I just feel like it's it's easier to defend and make the court look smaller than it is to like send a message that says, "Hey, I'm going to hit a return to stay back. Go ahead and take an approach, and then I'm just going to create a highlight reel when I'm like on the stretch." You know, like no, yeah. I mean, I mean, it I, works I, a little bit, but in, in to doses. me, to me, I mean, if you look at senior pro men's and you look at women's singles, every now and then they will return and stay back. Have a little baseline rally. Yeah, and I don't think that's the worst thing every now and then. But I think to me, your plan when you're about to return the serve needs to be to come in. Right. And then if you feel like maybe you got pushed back or you happen to just miss hit it really bad, maybe then you stay back. But I just don't think it's a, a great plan for the course of a match like we talked about. For sure. Um, okay, so mixed on Friday. Uh, we, we got a win over Riley and Catherine, beat them in two, and then Build win. the confidence a little bit. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I uh, got a win over Ben and Simone. Gosh, it's been a long time, and I needed that for my soul. I, I, I was dead inside, and literally I've been losing to that man for how long? Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I needed that, okay? <laughs> okay, I mean, uh, uh, and, yeah, we ended up beating them in two. I mean, to be honest, that like approach of, of playing really well late in games, like I've talked about previously, like I felt like I did that exceptionally well uh, in Texas, um, you know, and, and was just even keel, super cool. And it's funny, like I was so sick the whole weekend, and with being sick, I was more so in like survival mode of just uh, just trying to like just trying to get out there and like produce a level that's right, good enough. Right. And so it's funny how if you like take out all the selfishness or like if you're not so internal. And you're like sick or like you're, I mean, I've talked about like when my kids are there, I actually play a lot better. I kid you not, I, I played like a like a stud and I was sick all weekend and I wasn't so focused on myself. And it's so funny how uh, that like allows you to play free or, you know, having your kids there or, or having some other variables take place where you're not so, like you're not second guessing yourself and like have that little, you know, have that little dude on your right shoulder telling you that. You know, uh, that or, or you know, forcing you to think, oh, don't don't miss this drop or don't don't miss that dink or uh, uh, don't don't drop it in front of this person because I don't want to have them speed up at me. You know, like, um, 
Yeah, it's just interesting uh, how when you're not so focused on yourself, it takes the monkey off your back. You can play free. Uh, you're not second guessing yourself. It's automatic, you know, and I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and we've talked a lot about, you know, we talked about it earlier, searching for that extra little bit, extra little bit. Sometimes going for that extra bit more is, is when you lose you lose track of, you know, who you really are and, and who your identity was to get yourself there. And maybe with you being a little sick, maybe your expectations are more just, you know, I'll be the best version of myself rather than try to be this whole different person. That's all I need to be. Shows that that's good enough. It's good enough. That's good good enough enough to get it done, you know, when everything's jiving. Tell me this though. So you go from playing Catherine and Riley. Riley also an elite, you know, top five for sure. Um, Mixed doubles guy. And Catherine also top five player to Ben and Simone. What, tactics i mean did you guys play in the same way did you did you adjust a little bit with yeah, the yeah, x's sure. and o's between that team because riley's also kind of like a ben very capable yeah. of doing a lot of things out there yeah um you know i think looking at my own game and like my my persona we we didn't try to do anything special we didn't try to reinvent we kind of focused on our comfort zone what we do well individually what we do well as a team yeah and, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot of shaking and baking. Like, honestly, it was just, hey, it was just make the drop, get in. Let's let's grind away from the kitchen. Let's, uh, you know, Callie, let's let's have you out dink Catherine. Let's have you out dink Simone, uh, dink Cross. I'll look to kind of poke my head in, in, in the middle and kind of set a presence. But to be honest, like, the tactics were pretty simple. Um, yeah, and I, I would say that... Uh, one thing that I did more was that I wasn't afraid to like dink back behind the guy and like dink really aggressively cross court. Okay. And I hadn't been doing that as much. I've been more so just kind of dinking like just in front of the girl and, right in front, and right. moving and like in alternating feet, trying to go to her inside foot and then right, her outside right. foot or like trying to dink back behind and then Ernie. But yeah, I was like, I was dinking well cross and I was getting some pop-ups from Rye and I was getting yeah. some pop-ups from uh, Ben. And to be honest, those two prideful dudes, when you dink cross, where does it usually come back? Right back cross. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was I was able to kind of, so I was using, uh, I was slicing a little bit. Yeah. And then any dink out of the air, I was using topspin, kind of catching the ball at like nine o'clock. And then I think just with mixing up the spins a little bit, yeah, they were kind of giving me just a ball that was up just a, just a bit more that I could look to poke at Simone or look to poke at Catherine and kind of swarm from there. But uh, to be honest, like my my life and my job was pretty easy on the left with Callie being so consistent with her drops, being yeah. so consistent with her scrambling. Transition work was super dialed, and she she didn't miss a dink, and she was able to beat Rye head to head, you know from uh, you know at select times. So uh, yeah, we did not veer off the plan all that much. I mean, honestly, it was drop get in, and we personally felt like just from the kitchen line we were better than everybody. Yeah, uh, I remember kind of asking you about the, <clears throat> the the Riley match, and that's what stood out to me is obviously you play a lot of third shot drives, so does Callie, but on that given day you weren't trying to go for the cheat points as right, much. You were right. trying to. Uh, and I think just sometimes mentally that, getting that, that mindset where it's like you're ready to earn every point for, you for, get. And, and you're not and searching how, for the how, free ones. how deflating you know? that is for your opponents when yeah. you say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go the cheap way. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna make this grueling. I'm going to get to your lungs, yeah. and it's going to be freaking physical. Yeah. I mean, it wins a lot of matches. And, and, and you lose a couple points in that fashion. All of a sudden, you're like, you know, you start pulling trigger too quick. You start second-guessing your dinking. Right, right. And that can lead to other areas, just like you were talking about, you mm-hmm. know, with playing more dinks to Ben. And then all of a sudden, with playing more dinks to Ben, you can speed up at Ben, and his hands aren't as precise. Well, and it helps you slide over and control more of the middle, too, as long as you're dinking aggressive. 
cross court. I think that's the theme in high level mixed. Yes, the guy can go back to the guy, but if you're just content with getting it in, you're putting your female partner in a tough spot where uh, they can start pulling. The For sure, on that him, you know? that dink cross court to the guy has to have some intent. Yep. It has to be more more pushy. Uh, one thing that I've been missing with that project, uh, that project two paddle or the power paddle that I've been using is my inside out forehand dink just hasn't mm -hmm. been getting down. I've been telling you that like yeah. inside out drop, inside out pass, and, and then inside out dink. Uh, I just haven't been getting a, 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 enough it's spin to actually get it down. It. And yeah. so, yeah, I was just, I was like trying to like massage the ball a bit more, come up on it a bit more. Anyhow, I dinked a lot better with my inside out forehand dink yep. and then, you know, which which resulted into either, you know, Ben or Rye kind of lifting up and lifting kind of towards the middle and then we could speed up at the girl and kind of go from there. So uh, dinking aggressively cross, forcing the guy to hit a lift dink and then swarm. Puts you in control, right? Yep. You have options yep. from there. Um, but uh, yeah, didn't lose the game all day and then didn't lose the game in the finals as well. I mean, a damn good day or damn good weekend. It's a good man. final too. Yeah. High energy, uh, first couple games, or first game was, was really fun to watch. And then it was kind of working with Leia, getting her ready, but uh, yeah, to go three for three, no, no loss of even. Nobody even took you three. That's no, impressive, that's right? Um, and then you played men's the next day. Oh uh, God, we shouldn't have lost to Kohler and Wilson. They they played great. No disrespect yeah. to those dudes at all. They had a great and Thomas tournament. Wilson, as we saw, the guy's yeah. got game, and he's a he's a ringer. He's mm -hmm. a new player. Uh, don't know where he played. I think he played uh, college tennis at University of Texas. Uh, anyhow, I mean, sexy game. Like, technically, it looks textbook. It's very clean. Um, he played the right mainly against us, but countered well, scrambled well. Ryan and I were not sharp as we haven't been the last couple of tournaments. And, um, yeah, yeah, so ended up losing those guys and then had to freaking come back through and beat everybody. Beat Frazier and, <clears throat> Frazier and Yates, beat Stone and Barr. And then, uh, and then, yeah, played Thomas and uh, Thomas and AJ again, and I was not gonna let Kohler beat me again, sucker. Like this is not no. Las Vegas. No, You're not in Nevada. No, Chet. Okay. <laughs> no, Chet. I'm not losing to Tell you. you. you, when you I'm, not Riley, you <laughs> I'm not losing to you and your khaki shorts and that stupid headband. Okay? When you and Riley do lose, though, you guys are just the backdraw slayers. You guys have had some big, some big long Get runs. Get the train going. the backdrop. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, it's grindy. And there's not a whole lot of communication if we if we lose. And actually, uh, to be honest, anytime we lose, we like, and I don't mind warming up, but I know this guy does not want to warm up. Right, right. And so we're like that jackass team that like. You just show up and play. We just show up and we're like trying to like force our opponents to like get done with. Well, I'm not. Right. <laughs> you guys ready yet? You ready? You ready yet? <laughs> You're good, right? <laughs> but it's like we're pissed off to be in this position, we're, and we're and we're not going to talk, and we're just going to get through it. But uh, anyhow, um, and then uh, yeah, championship Sunday, Fox Sports two. First yeah, pretty, time was on Fox Sports, pretty sweet. Pretty PPA cool. just got a contract with Fox Sports. Um, my match, unfortunately, which kind of sucks, was not on Fox Sports. Uh, men's singles, women's singles, and mixed is all on rotation. Mm. That makes sense. So they'll always show men's doubles. They'll always show uh, women's doubles. And then they will mix up the singles and the mixed. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it must be more of a draw for those two. I'm, I'm a little surprised there Show isn't <sighs> as big of a draw for mixed. Just because, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I love singles, but if people want to watch doubles, I, I get that. But I'm yeah. surprised mixed isn't uh, in demand to the same degree that the uh, the gender gender doubles is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, nice nice little uh, weekend for me. You know, I was uh, was north of, north of uh, you know, 10, 10 to 15K. So I will take it.
I'll take three it. for three on the podium. Three for three, Pretty baby. Good. Three for three. Okay, uh, MLP. Uh, the production was sweet. I thought they did a great job uh, with with the draft. Uh, it was held at this super cool uh, castle in Rockwall, and I unfortunately it was after singles on that Thursday, and my body was a complete wreck. And so as the draft was going on, I was getting a massage, and I'm like texting Scott Crandall. And I'm texting the owner. Anyhow, it was pretty sweet. So basically, you know, uh, every team has a senior captain and then they have uh, the team owner, right? So so, so Scott, like, already kind of told me, hey, he's like, if you don't go three, I'm going to pick you up at four. Nice. So Scott already kind of told me that. So you knew that you were yeah, for yeah, sure yeah, going to yeah. be locked yep, in at four. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I ended up, I, mean, I, was hope, I was hoping to, you know, go go three. But, uh, he's in there at three. You know, be on James Blake's team. But uh, I will uh, I will gladly go four. Uh, got picked by Team Discovery, and and actually this Which whole this cool. this thing works out pretty good because, uh, because I partnered my camp company in with Discovery Resorts, and there's actually a Discovery here in Coeur d'Alene called Gazer, and um, I actually know the owner pretty well, Mike Melvin. I've played with him, and uh, uh, anyhow, cool dude. But so I got picked at four, and then right away I get a call from the owner. First, what is this? Yeah, pretty sweet. I got a call from the owner <laughs> telling me like. Congratulations, yada, welcome. yada, yeah, yeah welcome, awesome. yada, 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 and then he was like, hey, uh, he's like, uh, you know, here's our, he, he, he kind of let me know, we have the, uh, we have the fifth pick for the girl, and then we have the 11th pick uh, girl, and then we have the 12th pick for a guy, so with that being said, um, yeah, it was cool, like, after I got picked, I got to work in conjunction, you know, with the uh, uh, senior captain, Scott Crandall, and then with the owner, we're texting back and forth, and picking our best team, and obviously, you know, I chose my girl Leia at number five. I mean, come on, gotta gotta choose her. No brainer, no. You brainer. know, and uh, obviously, we're gonna play mixed together all year next year. That that just got finalized. Awesome. Uh, we we train together, practice together. We both coach her in singles. We know her very well. We we think she's kind of a good person. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> like her a little bit sometimes. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. When we're not on her bad side. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see here. And then we ended up picking. Vivian David, who I think uh, her and Leia have played some together. Yep. I think Vivian is a great right side player. Uh, Leia is going to play the left, I would assume, in that role. Yep. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, Vivian and Deckel just came off of a W against Ben and Simone. And Vivian played the right. And Vivian, not going to say she ate Ben's lunch, but she countered well. Yep. And that two-handed counter with that new PPO comes back <laughs> in a hurry. It no, does. Her, hand, it her, comes, hands, her hands look way better than they were a year ago. You and know? She's kind of for whatever reason stopped doing much with singles and really concentrated on doubles and her games skyrocketed. So no, I think you guys have a really solid team. Who who yeah, else got, was available when you when you decided to go with Vivian? Or, uh yeah, so it was like about? it was Viv, Michelle, uh no no no. It was, it was Viv, Susanna Barr. Okay. Um yeah, I got a couple more. I mean Lee Whitwell. I can't remember it's a couple more. But um and then uh and then obviously ended up uh choosing Zane as well. Uh and I mean to, to to be honest, like it was, it was tough during the whole process. I had, I had a couple guys texting me, you know, like trying to force me to like, you know, choose them. Sorry about and, that. Uh, and <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, I mean, it's tough. Like, you know, with with me being the first pick, I was so accessible to, to you know, be the be the victim in that case. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I got a couple guys like Everybody knocking on the door saying, up. "Hey, like, are you gonna take me at that 12 spot?" And um, so this is this is what it came down to, like, you know. Love all the guys on tour. Zane has been the APP legend, as we all know. 
And, and I'm, I'm not saying that with, with any sort of disrespect at all. The guy's been grinding and the guy's been winning, right? But you know what it takes to, you know, win a triple crown, right? That's, yeah, that's not easy. No, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. Anymore at all. And, and I, I didn't used to, uh, resp- I mean, I, I respected his doubles game, but I felt like there was just some, some missing pieces, right? And there was more, just way too much focus on the serve and the drive. Now he's countering better. He's dinking better. He's taking more balls out of the air. He's not scrambling as much. That like old dancey kind of wild Zane is much more tame and it's much more stationary. Yep. And to be honest, like you know, he's he's last three APPs. Um, he played with three different mix partners. Three, 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 three APPs. Th- three different mix partners. Three gold medals. Yep. Simple as that. The guy's a stud. Uh, Susanna Barr, Andrea Coop, and. Uh, remember but uh, michelle maybe Mich- maybe, maybe i think it maybe, might have been but uh, anyhow uh kmac give us your, your your top three teams all right um top three teams and if there's um yeah 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 and uh, based it off of chemistry i, want, I want yeah i want the viewers to know that i'm not being biased uh i i just legitimately think that you your team is definitely in the top three i think you know when you look at the format it's going to be men's doubles women's doubles and then two mixed, mixed. two mixed mixed, and then singles is a tiebreaker. So I think you guys are right in the conversation for one of the best teams just in doubles. But I think you probably have the most depth across the board if it does go to a tiebreaker of singles with you, Zane, Leia, and then Vivian. Like I, I mentioned, I don't think she does a lot of singles anymore, but when she did, she's a very good singles player. Um, so I, I like your guys' chances. I think Ben's team's really solid. Uh, I thought him getting nunnery with the close to last pick or um, one of the, the final picks for, for guys is he's obviously trending up and can show has shown that he can very much hang at the highest levels these days. Uh, you got Irina and Andrea. Um, I think they've played together before, and so they've got some decent chemistry. So I think they're a team to look out for. Um, other than that, I mean, I actually, if I'm being honest, I really like after that, I'm going to go with Team Clean. Adam Stone, Deckel Barr, they know how to play together. Callie Smith and Corinne, I just feel like uh, Adam and Corinne can play together. Deckel and Callie would be a really tough mixed team. Um, all of them can, you know, have have done singles. They would do well in that environment. So I would say that would be my top three. Honestly, when you look at all all the teams, though, really anybody on any given day uh, could definitely get the W. I think that's why this is going to be a really exciting event and an exciting format. Like it, like it, like it. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. It's going to be a fun weekend and it's going to be cool to hang out with all the owners and, um, you know, something different. The pros are going to be mic'd up. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to see, uh, a different, so we're, we're going to probably hear just a different side to, you know, to the pros, uh, good or bad. <laughs> good or bad. Right. Um, but I would assume there's going to be some trash talk and there's going to be some camaraderie, to, you know, as, as well. So but, everybody's uh, going to be mic'd up while you're playing. I'm, okay. I'm, yes, right. yes, All yeah, right. I'm pretty certain. Um, but uh, and then on on top of that, it's at Dreamland uh, Dripping Springs. Uh, this this place is is uh, this place is incredible. Uh, there's there's a farm. There is a concert venue, uh, food and beverage, pickle, outdoor games. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So so that's uh, dates for for that is no- November. Is that right? Yeah, so it's no? uh it's like November. Um, let me see here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's November 5th through the 8th, okay? okay? And I believe on the 8th is the finals. But, um, okay, so, uh, and, and something something I want to mention here, and uh, this needs to be mentioned, is that Rob Cassidy, Rob Cassidy was pissed, was pissed that he didn't get, uh, didn't get chosen. 
Okay. Oh, really? And 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 I'm gonna backtrack. I said it was Thursday night. It was Friday night. It was after mix. Okay. And so, uh, why I was not there is because because my body was uh, beat up. But um, so Cassidy, so Cassidy doesn't get uh, chosen. Shows up on Saturday. Guess what happens? Him and Nunry beat everybody and make the final. Oh yeah, okay. that's called that's called okay. poking the bear that's how you and do somebody it, right? waking up. Right. Somebody waking up, baby. That's why I and I, I texted Rob right away on Saturday and said, "Dude, like, kudos to you. Like, I'm I'm uh, I'm super glad you could you could fuel that. And from what it seemed like, you kind of used that experience last night to like wake up a little bit and and just be a uh, tougher, scrappier dog, if you know what I mean. And the guy played insane on on Saturday, but um, you, you know, and and like. Something I'm going to mention for my own game is, uh, or something I'm going to mention is, you know, I uh, recently got got dropped by a mix partner. All good, and it was it was. Uh, I'm not going to say it was late, but uh, there's a lot of that stuff going on. People are are dropping people like flies, and yeah. and it's a little wild. And so, anyhow, got dropped by her, and my, my my I will be brutally honest. My men's partner dropped me earlier on this year. All good. And and then to to see AJ and Rye win, right? So I, so I, so you know, I get get dropped by my men's right, partner. Right. Oh yeah, get dropped by my by my female's partner. And then you know see Rye and AJ win. Like I was hurt. I was yep. hurt. But just like Rob Cassidy, like you can you can wake up and you can use it, or you can cry like a little baby and be insecure and and like be way too internal, you know. Yep. And uh, it can make or break people. And it and it made Rob a much better individual on the court on Saturday. And I kid you not, like going back to the drawing board and kind of getting my pride hurt a little bit made me a lot better in Texas. It yeah. did. Made yeah. me a hell of a lot better. Yeah, it's great to see. Uh, like you said, you know, um, we when you're, in, when you're in a tough spot, you can choose which path to go, right? You either go, crawl into a corner and feel bad for yourself or you make it happen. And both of you guys did that this weekend. And, you know, credit to Cassidy because, you know, again, not a high-level tennis player, kind of had his own special sauce with pickleball. When I came on the scene, there were a lot of pro players that I would say were in that category where they had kind of a unique game. Um, most of them are not still top pros now that there's been a tour. Rob has continued to add pieces and continued to be yes. more than just relevant despite you know, uh, the game getting way better over the last two years. So uh, he's stuck around. Yep. Happy for him. Yep. Uh, I think f like four players that have really maximized their their potential and have gotten like their, their games have gone full circle in the last six months. Lee Whitwell, right? Great point. Yeah. Rob Cassidy, prime example of somebody that is maximizing what they have <laughs> to its fullest, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Austin Gridley. Yep. And uh, my, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, Rob, Suzanne, and Lee. Boom, boom. Yeah, okay, um, come a long ways. Come yeah. a long ways. Yeah. You know, and and come to show that uh, you know you you work on your game and you uh, really tighten it up. And um, you know, if there's not a whole lot of baggage and you understand your patterns, you understand your tactics, and you kind of maximize what you have, there's there's a lot of success there for sure. There is, um, but. Um, so I think one thing <clears throat> that all those players do well <clears throat> is um, uh, Lee Whitwell's defense has gotten so much better. Rob Cassidy's defense is tremendous. Susanna Barr will scrap until there's no tomorrow. Gridley's the same way. No, the guys no. are defending well. You know, yep, defending yep. really well. They all have belief. They yeah. believe themselves for sure. For sure. Okay, Seahawks. Uh, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be. A good it's year. not good. No, Russ broke his uh, finger, dislocated his finger. 
Uh, the defense is not great. There's no time to throw. Uh, same stuff, different year. And I know why Russ wanted to leave. Yeah, that uh, offensive line um, aye, aye, aye. is not looking great. The defense is looking poor, and oh. you, you can only do so much by yourself. So, what's it? He's going to miss at least six games. Is that yeah, what it is now? Yeah, yeah. season. I mean, Geno Smith is. I'm just going to leave it at that. They're in the NFC Gino. West. Cardinals are undefeated. They just lost to the Rams for four and one. Unfortunately. Probably isn't the Seahawks here this year. It's not. It's not. Okay. Uh, Wilder and Fury. It was the trilogy fight. <laughs> I uh, uh, bought the pay per view. Uh, sick fight. Probably one of the better heavyweight fights uh, of the ages. Did you have a guy that you were rooting for uh, going into it? Or yeah, just to see I, a I, I, I actually like Tyson Fury, the bronze bomber, or you know um, Deontay Wilder. He's just a little too fake for me, or he seems fake. But I mean, they're both tough as nails, and oh, like yeah. you got to respect just. For the, sure. You know, getting getting to that stage, all the work they've put in. Uh, anyhow, uh, crazy fight. Both dudes got got knocked down. Uh, Wilder got knocked down like in the second round, pretty early, and then uh, not until like round five, he actually knocked down Fury twice that round, which is like you know, um, which is unheard of, especially yeah. you know heavyweights, right? And uh, just so you guys are aware, if you guys don't follow boxing, uh, Fury is 6'9", 270, used to be 400 pounds and like an alcoholic and a druggie and cleaned his life up. Yep, and yep. the guy literally, uh, the guy's a machine. And then Deontay Wilder uh, is just a specimen. I mean, cut, <laughs> tattooed from, from head to toe and cut. Um, but um, yeah, sweet fight, Fury... Uh, I will not mention what his coach. So what's what's nice about ordering pay per view? Uh, anytime you're watching combat sports, they'll do like a close up on the coach, and you can hear kind of what <laughs> the, the what the, the coach is saying. And usually with combat sports, it's nothing but cuss words oh, yeah. and just Every a lot of word. motivational stuff. Yeah. But uh, there were some things said to Mr. Fury at the end of round eight, or no, such as I end of round. Was it round ten? He got knocked out. I think it was eleven. Actually, 11. okay, I think yeah. It was so eleven. At the end of round ten. Fury's coach told him some pretty, uh, not awful things, but some pretty vulgar things to kind of get him going and like spark a fire. Get that last little bit out. And about a minute later, Fury, Fury came out and knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a motivation, Yeah, baby. great fight. Rare, too, to see each guy fall down, right, not know which way it's going to go. And my understanding, too, you know, not that I'm a back boxing expert by any means, is, you know, Fury's more got the all-around, you know, all-around boxer, whereas... A Wilder's more of the power puncher, right? right. So, um, even though their 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 builds are a little bit different, it was kind of kind of cool to see it almost go all the way. Uh, I think you you're probably looking at the notes here, but uh, Wilder forty million, Fury fifty million, boom. Silly. All right, we gotta we gotta Silly. trade and on, and on top of that, uh, one thing that I that I hope that Pickle will get to someday is that like UFC fights. Uh, boxing matches, like after they get done, they'll, they'll, they can like go to a club in Vegas and like the DJ will like invite them up on the stage and they're, you know, so, you know, Fury is at, is at this nightclub in Vegas and he's like up on stage with Steve Aoki, who's a EDM DJ and they're, it's just chaotic. He's probably just Steve Aoki's out. throwing, yeah. throwing like full size cakes at like people's faces. Tyson Fury's got his, he's got his shirt off. He's like dumping beer on his head. It is chaos. Anyhow, I hope Pickle gets there someday where I can hang out with the DJ <laughs> after the event. That's the sort of victory celebration <laughs> you're looking it for. It is. I love it. It is. Um, 
Okay, the Project 2 paddle. To be honest, it took me about six weeks to really figure this thing out. Um, I, I felt like my touch and my drops and my defense and my scrambling ability and all that stuff, I was just second-guessing it, uh, uh, and I was not trusting it. And, yeah, in, in Texas, felt a lot better, simplified. And one thing, I just want to talk about power paddles. One thing I, I know now is that it's, it's, it takes a select skill set to play defense with a power paddle. And, and not to pick on Jesse uh, Irvin at all, but something that we recognized in that mix final was that she was popping drops up and, um, and any sort of like anytime we were on offense and they're back scrambling or on defense, we would force her to like have to come up with this really good, like defensive play plain and simple. We would just put a lot of balls on her when she was playing defense. And with that black uh, engage pursuit that is much poppier than my project too. She couldn't keep the ball down. Yep. Man, literally, yep. it's yep. tough to play good defense with a screaming hot paddle. It is. Totally is. No, it, I mean, it's great to have that one shot counter punch for point sure. over, but if you can't get the, the fundamentals and the two, three, four balls in the kitchen to work your way up, you know, doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work at yeah. that. And it was well. weird for yeah. the longest time I felt like, like, you know, all my, uh, all my drops and my dinks, like my my opponent was able to take the ball out of the air, and I'm like, gosh, I just can't get the freaking ball down. And then yeah, I've noticed modify, do less. Like on my drive, I've got to like tuck my elbow in. Uh, anyhow, I figured it out, um, and that was kind of a game time tactic because I know that you were telling me, kind of showed me some notes, and you were thinking that you were going to return to Jay. Right to keep him exactly. from disconnecting and poaching, but you realize that Jesse just didn't have the right feel. Some for little some, of some her. little birdie told us that yeah, yeah. The, the previous day that her defense and her drops was just was a little it off. dialed in. And right? honestly, like the the percentage of drops that she popped up, like it was probably like thirty to forty percent. I mean, yeah. it was it was a pretty large percentage. Granted, like you know, uh, they could clean up on their fifth and then come in or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, there's just something with like, you know, there are obviously pros and cons, but if you're going to use a power paddle, you really have to figure it out. You have to trust it. And one thing that I wanted to do or one thing I was, I, I did want to happen was to second guess my soft game, to second guess my defense. And for about six weeks, I totally was. And I, I thought if I just play the course, stay with the paddle, I'll be, I'll be fine and I'll figure it out. And to, it's, it's kind of funny. I actually brought my Vanguard power paddles with me. It's the first time <laughs> since first time since I've used the new paddle where I brought my old ones with me to Texas just in case. Just in case you needed Literally, to get the paddle switch. I was yeah. second guessing. And, right, and the crazy right. thing too is that le like leading up to Texas, like I was second guessing my, my confidence in the paddle. Right. You know, like Ryan AJ had just gotten a W, you know, got dropped by my mix partner. I was all sorts of messed yeah. up, right? And I'm like, you know what? Freaking, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you show up sick and you get your first, <laughs> yeah, yeah. first time. It's funny how that works. On the PPA, right? It's funny how that works. Uh, okay, camps. Uh, we ran a, a great camp in uh, Rockwall. Had, yeah. had 22 the first day. Had 26 the uh, second day. Campers had a great time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, weather was nice. And uh, we did our, did our two-day two camp and then flew home Tuesday night. And um, some, some camps that we have coming up. We have Vegas PPA camp coming up directly after the PPA event. We have Palm Springs uh, coming up. And then we have a Mexico trip at Trace Palapas. If you guys want to uh, take a trip down to Baja and hang out with KMAC, uh, Johnny, Sperling, and myself, get yourself signed up.
I'm pretty excited for that one. I think that's going to be one of our best ones for sure. If there's any way to make it to Mexico, come join us. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, something that I heard on the Freestyle Boys podcast, and, and no disrespect to Benny because I truly enjoy that man, and I, and I like me some nunnery. But uh, it seemed like, you know, Ben was a little sour uh, just, just about, uh, and I, I totally get it. The guy doesn't like to lose, as with all of us. But, you know, it just seemed, uh, seemed a little quiet when it, when, it, when it came to Nunnery asking him what had happened in Mixed, if you know what I mean. And from what it sounds like, it sounds like he had an exam directly after. I don't know if I believe that, but... Uh, yeah, you know what? Well, it you know, sounds I, like Kyle's I've looking to tread lightly here. I can see the guard up on his face. Well, let's put it this way. I, <laughs> I finished my degree online, and so I took a handful of online exams... And I don't remember for mine personally them having an exact starting time right. that I needed to make it to. It seemed like right. it was kind of a an all day get it done at some time sort of thing. So I I have no idea why they pulled out. I mean, obviously he's trying to balance a lot with his schedule, but um, and this isn't uh, picking on Ben by any means. I just think this is a human beings, right? Sometimes uh, you can be a great winner and not a great loser. Sometimes you can be a great loser <laughs> true, and not true. a great winner. Like I, they're they're different mindsets. I would right? assume he would he would. Uh, consider himself a a very bad loser i, I think he's a very humble winner i do right uh, you know correct. he doesn't have a lot of experience losing it's true, and, it's true. you know it's uh for the people that like to win which all the high level athletes do learning uh to lose and you know, handle it takes us it takes us like skill set it's tough it does it's tough. it is it is and uh i mean yeah watching him lose it's not a fun thing to watch and 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 ben know that this is this is all love here, buddy. But one thing I do know, Benny, is that when that hat comes off, we are pretty close, baby. <laughs> when 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 the hat comes off, the few times that I have beat you in my in my stinking career, when when the hat comes off, I feel like I'm pretty close to the finish line. And something I told Callie, it was like I don't know, we were it was like seven six game two. It was raining, and we like just came inside. You took the hat off, and I'm like Callie. I'm like, hey, when that hat comes off, we are pretty close. That's the tell, right? That's the tell. We are pretty you close. Know, you know you're getting under Sink his skin it. if he starts taking clothes off. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, any last uh, notes here for the viewers? No, no. Just uh, excited. Um, like I said, if there's any way to come uh, make Mexico, I think that's going to be one of our best camps ever. And I'm excited for uh, for the Vegas PP. I don't know if we know for sure, but uh, the PPA is going to start allowing some betting. Which, gosh, if there's any way for me to do that, and you know I'm going to have a problem there. Get your greasy hands on that. But uh, I, I heard a rumor that maybe this is the first tournament where that's going to go on. So we'll definitely uh, have more to talk about next episode. Uh, you know, after that. My name is Tyson McGuffin. This is the McGuffin Show. We will see you guys in episode 25.